What's up, guys? You are tuned into the Founder Hour After Hours. I'm your co-host, Pat. I changed my name. My name is Jack. Jack is here. Pat and Jack. Yeah, Pat and Jack. Founder Hour with Pat and Jack. Get used to it. Jack Pats. Hit the Jack Pat. All right, so Posh. Yeah. It's been a long time since we did one of these. Long time. Feels feels good to be back. Great. We've had a nice uh, little run with our episodes for the last couple months. Yep. Doing after hours again, so what's up, guys? And it's like, this time it's like really after hours. It's like actually after yeah. hours. Like after, it's after like hours. After, after hours. It's dark outside. We're freezing and we're here. We're here. So it's Monday today, which was which is kind of not normal. We usually release yeah. these on mid midweek, but it's Monday. Uh, wanted to just start off by saying something about Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a huge listener of his music. I've obviously listened to his music. I mean, his songs here and there for a long time. He's he's been in the game for a long time. Uh, but man, that's just like devastating. Like, like not as like it's not even like it's bigger than just music, right? Like it's like the, the who he was as a as a as a like from where he comes from to what he was doing at the time of of his murder. Um, he was giving back to his community and like he literally stayed there throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, just, just want to say, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, you know, thoughts are with, um, his family, Lauren London, his wife was an actress, uh, and his kids, you know, must be, must be really tough. Yep. Sucks. I mean, yeah. I don't, I agree with everything you said. Um, it's unfortunate that he had to obviously that he had to die but beyond that he could have literally just left his community right you know that's the argument yeah he could have left his community you know build a nice luxurious life somewhere yeah and he would be alive right now Mm -hmm. but he didn't yeah it's like the the people who really come from nothing and they eventually whatever it is make become famous become rich and leave their community to for a more affluent community if you will, yeah, are it's always like, like fucked criticized. Fucked if you do, fucked if you exactly. don't. Exactly. You're always criticized like, oh, well, you're not, you know, you forgot where you came from yeah. and this and that, but then look what happens, you know? Yeah, and and we think, don't really know what the reason was. I mean, I mean, it doesn't, well, I mean, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he's yeah. dead, but like, you know, obviously there's been a lot of these conspiracies and whatnot that we won't get into because, yep. you know, we, we just, I mean, neither of us know the truth. I don't think anybody really knows the truth besides, you know, the killer and the victims or those, I think there's a couple people that are injured. So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully, you know, whoever did do this, you know, is brought to justice. And it's just unfortunate that we live in an age where we think that there's a lot of tolerance, but it's funny that people within their own communities are intolerant of one another. And it's not just the African-American community. I think it's many communities, you know, us as Armenians. And I see folks that are, you know, Jewish and Persian and Asian and it's more so like this internal conflict yeah. with, you know, this, you know, this conflict within your own race, within your own people. And you're almost intolerant of the people that are like you right. as opposed to those that are not like you. It's like this guy's like dedicating his like, like all the money he's made, all the success he's yeah. had to giving back. To and the like, I mean, yeah. That, and he probably, I mean, yeah. like you said, like, I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of his music either. And I didn't really know him that well, you know, anyways. But, you know, it seems like he was more than an artist. Like he wasn't really only an artist yeah he was more so um just a community figure yeah like a public community figure so you know obviously the community lost a big person and it seemed as though 
a lot of people were rallying around rallying might be the wrong word but a lot of people were very um were grieving yep. after it happened you know stars celebrities athletes you know he was working with apparently folks like jay-z and yeah. drake and all these big names that i didn't know about and apparently they had worked on music this year that was supposed to come out yep um yeah, and so I mean, like a lot of people have stepped up and will definitely, you know, carry on his mission as well, whether it's through his businesses or all the, you know, programs and things he was funding um, and that documentary that he was working on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, local LA legend. So hopefully, those that he touched, you know, continue his legacy. I think that's all you can hope for when somebody, you know, leaves, uh, you know, leaves you know their physical being behind is that yeah. their legacy carries that impact i think that i think that's something to remember is that you know whatever you're doing make sure you try to leave a legacy 100 percent. um another another topic um are we gonna move on to a more like fun stuff yeah, yeah 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 cool uh a topic i wanted to kind of talk about all well, you did too um we both kind of were like this is definitely something that we you know this is definitely interesting we both um in in the last couple months have watched obviously the two big documentaries that everyone's been talking about it's been hot documentary fire festival and the theranos documentary the yeah. inventor about um elizabeth holmes yeah uh both really well-made documentaries i was just like mind blown watching both of them um wasn't expecting them to be that good but they literally mm -hmm. exceeded my expectations um and obviously there's been a lot of talk around both of them um but i think one common thread uh that i've noticed uh watching both of those is this kind of thing that Steve Jobs used to always talk about, which is the reality distortion field. And what it's something that? it's something that basically they kinda talk about in the the inventor. I don't want to kill the documentary for those who haven't seen it, but yeah. um, you know, spoiler alert. Um she's pretty a much fucking fraud. Yeah, she's a fraud. Um pretty much um it's this thing that they kinda talk about in that documentary, which they kinda allude to how Thomas Edison was mm -hmm. um back, you know, in his day. Was he also a fraud? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, it's interesting. Like, what is a fraud? You know, it's like are the one is it the ones that fail and you know, kind of they're they're like publicly ridiculed from their mm -hmm. failure that are the frauds. I mean, yeah, they're they are frauds and they're and I don't think that it's no question that there are people in history that have become successful that w that did fraud people to get to that point and we'll never know so, you know in most cases um and not to call i mean what billy mcfarlane for the fire festival did mm -hmm. and elizabeth holmes did were 100 percent fraud but it's really interesting when they talk about how people like thomas edison and steve jobs throughout their kind of journey to becoming who they became um had this thing called the real reality distortion field and that's something i think i think steve jobs coined that term if i'm not mistaken but it's pretty did much he have that he I, he says he had that, and he says like many many entrepreneurs have this thing. And so it's he, more so based on where you begin as opposed to the results. It's it's kind of like how you care how you carry yourself as a an entrepreneur, right? Like, because like in Steve Jobs's case, if he has this you know self proclaimed reality distortion field. His results were more positive than somebody like an Elizabeth Holmes and a, you know, Billy McFarland who put together the Fire Festival. Correct. Supposed to be so, that, right? so the thing I wanted to talk about though is that in both of those cases, Fire Festival and Theranos, to play devil's advocate here, because we we all saw whoever saw the documentary yeah. saw how it turned out they're and saw on, behind the scenes. They're both on Netflix. I think there's a Hulu yeah, they're also one both as well. in going to jail. Um, but yeah, we never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're on they're on Netflix and Hulu. Um, and HBO. And so 
what I, what I want to talk, talk about is like, you know, we saw behind the scenes like what they were doing and how they were lying to whether it was investors or customers and all that stuff, right? But at the same time, again, to play devil's advocate here, they were actually working on a real product or a company or a festival, right? Like mm -hmm. they were actually working on it. You saw yeah. in the case of Fire, like they had all these, you know, people that they employed, quote unquote, um, in the, where right. was it? Uh, some island. Yeah, some island. some island. Apparently Pablo Escobar's island. Yeah. Um, but then they uh, just ended up not using exactly. it. Um, exactly. And so they actually were trying to put on a festival and, you know, conditions right. worsened weather-wise and they realized as they were getting closer and closer no money. that this, exactly, that this is not going to happen on time and the way they, they imagined, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like to take that, you know, situation, let's like break it up. In the fire Festival situation, it's like this guy, Billy McFarlane, who notoriously seemed like a scammer, uh, was trying is. to come up with an actual festival. Whether or not he was scamming people in other ways too that mm -hmm. we don't know, like I don't know. But in that case, I mean, he was. Well, afterwards we saw. What I he mean, was even doing. during like by selling like what, a quarter million dollar ticket, it was like a scam within a scam within. A scam. Well, but like that's like in that case, it's like, hey man, if someone's willing to pay twelve thousand dollars for a ticket, then like, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not scamming to me though. Like, if you're gonna put on, I mean, what, the product if you, is exactly. There. If you if yeah. you do what you're promising, sure. And you give them that yeah. festival that you promised yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. I, if someone wants to pay twelve thousand yeah, dollars, be my guest, yeah, right? No like, problem. pay it. That's your that's your doing. Yeah. But in that case, like, I think where the, the reality is the distortion field comes in, and what Steve Jobs talked about, you know, kind of talking about himself was in these times of like really tough challenges when you have this grand vision that you've set out to do, and you've spent all this time and years and resources going after it. There are gonna be challenges along the way, right? Mm -hmm. And like Steve Jobs is someone who pushed people literally to the edge to do things that they literally said were impossible. Like right. Steve, we can't make this small of a chip. Steve, we can't make this screen this way or that way or whatever. And and Steve Jobs literally like got people to realize in in certain cases that like, hey, it is possible, and you just have to like think of it that way. You have to actually mm -hmm. like put in that effort, right? In the case of like Theranos, for example, like these were like people's well being and health on the line. Like that's a completely different story, like mm -hmm. compared to what Apple was creating or whatever. But again, like in the case of Fire Festival, I think that he was trying to actually put on this festival. And along the way, as he started realizing things, that's where it kind of kicked in and that's where it kind of sent everything downhill. It's like, well, you know this is not going to happen. You're mm -hmm. still going to investors and you're lying about it saying it is going to happen. We just need more money, right? In the case of Theranos, it's like they were trying to make blood testing and all that stuff more accessible mm -hmm. to people and more kind of pretty much that. Like you can order your own blood samples right. and you don't have to go through that. I mean, the thing that I, th I mean, my thing is with... Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, obviously, she was a very smart person. Um, I'm sure she still is a very smart person because she's still alive. But by the way, you have to be very smart to carry out something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like almost like evil genius. Yeah. I mean, almost. Yeah. You want to talk about people in history like Adolf Hitler and these people yeah, like yeah, carried yeah, out these like. Yeah. I mean, Paul they were all. They were all. You can't say that they weren't. Yeah, they were smart, smart <laughs> but they were like they used it for the illegal. wrong purpose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but with Elizabeth Holmes, I mean, she was told by, like, the Stanford professor that what she was doing was literally impossible. Literally impossible. Right? Which, you know, then you can make the argument, well, Steve, what Steve Jobs was doing was literally impossible, but it wasn't. Like, they weren't doing something impossible. They were just doing something very difficult. And obviously, there was a solution to it. You know, when I look at it and I watch a documentary, and yeah. again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a medical expert, do I think that one day somebody will do something like Theranos? 
I don't know. Not at the I think level that both, she wanted to. I think both her and Steve, though, were doing something that has never been seen before. So you don't really know if it's possible or not unless you're... Like, scientifically, I get like what she was doing is right. very different than Apple. But like right. you could even argue, I'm sure, in certain cases, like, how, how can you make a phone that small? Or how can you make... A, you know, what is a computer? How can you... But do you think that she... Like, watching the documentary, do you think she thought on day one that this idea was yes, going to work? Yes, yes. And I think she still thinks the idea is going to work. And that's what I'm trying to say is when as the per- person who kind of puts forth, like whether you're the founder or the creator or whatever, the person that puts f- forth this thing and, uh, and is working to build it, right? Like that, like in certain cases, that is what it is. Like you're so focused mm-hmm. and your mind is so stuck on that big picture thing that you believe is fucking possible. Like it doesn't matter what anyone says. You know, and they even talk about it in the in the documentary. Like that person says, like literally, I think she goes to sleep at night. Like fine, like she's not thinking I'm scamming people and frauding people. But like, see, that's I, I think that that she actually has like a mental illness. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like is she is for sure a sociopath. Right. Billy McFarlane. What's the, what's the, sure what the interesting sociopath. thing though is that if Steve Jobs didn't end up creating the products he did through Apple, like would he have been? Well, that was my question. Because was, he was a horrible person, obviously. Right. Like as far as like what we've heard right. of, of people but that see, work. I feel for like him. Billy McFarland and Elizabeth Holmes were not terrible people to their employees. Or at least that's what it seemed through the documentary. But you know, they might have been. Um but that was my question to er, to you earlier. Is it the result that matters or like are we judging based off the result or are we judging based on where they began and how they began. No, I think the right thing to do is judge based on what they what they're doing, not the result. But right. but what's interesting is that I feel like the result overshadows all that in many cases. Right. Like if she was successful with this, like let's just say mm-hmm. they were on, when they were on track and they were you know faking it till you make it type mm-hmm. of thing, and they were like actually you know doing these tests and you know running it on the actual like commercially right. available stuff, and then you know saying that they were yes, all that was a lie, all that was wrong. She should go to jail for that. But I wonder if she actually did make it work, make it happen. Would anyone talk about all those times? Like, would anyone, would that even become well, no. a thing? No would one would know. a documentary? I mean, I just wonder, like, it's like, again, same thing with Thomas Edison. That's why I think it was genius that they compared her to him. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, all this stuff about Thomas well, Edison. Well, they basically said he's a fraud. Right. But he's... He, I mean, he's gone she, down as. Yeah. I mean, we learn him out about him literally, like from the first day of yeah. school, of like Thomas Edison. Ginormous companies named after him. Yeah, and like One he, because well, that's what I'm saying. Like he, after lying and saying he was doing something for so long, he finally made it happen. Yeah. Same thing with Steve Jobs. I don't know if he was lying. We don't. Well, I don't think we'll ever know. I mean, we're but I'm sure there were times where iPhone, I mean, he's so. yeah, he's literally like the most brilliant marketer of all time. Or one of the most brilliant marketers of all time, arguably. I'm sure there were many times where he lied, whether it was to investors or to his employees or sure. to the public. But he 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 delivered at the end of the day. He said what he he was going to do, and he did it. But also, he had somebody like a Steve Wozniak, who was actually like the, really the brains in terms of like the the product development, who was able to create the products. Like no, he was not. No, he, but if he you listen to he like was. Steve, on. he was though. He was, but he didn't think he was. Steve Jobs made it. Right, right, what, yeah. right. I'm not saying I'm not taking it away from Steve Jobs. I'm just saying, like, in the case of Apple, the the, the product was actually developed, like it was actually working. Like Wozniak created this because he wanted a computer for himself, and he built that. And then Steve Jobs came in and marketed it, whether he lied or omitted some facts or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. That's the marketing end of it. But like, there was an actual product that we're using currently that we were using ten years ago, as opposed to Theranos, where there was a product that didn't work. 
as opposed to Billy McFarlane's Fire Festival, where there was a product that didn't exist. Yeah, but what I'm trying so, to say is that it's very um, different. Again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Is there's a very thin line, I think, between sure. like in not working and working in certain cases. I don't know what the science behind Theranos, obviously, but in the case of Fire Festival, if he was to carry this out, no one would have talked about all that other stuff. I right, don't know. But, I don't know. Obviously, he was a, he's like a scammer he at heart. I mean, s- set himself up to fail. Like the island wasn't big enough. It wasn't able to sustain that many people. It wasn't able to sustain the water. And the I don't think he. I, I. I. To his credit, though, I don't think he knew all that before he went into it. I think he had this very big, audacious, big hairy idiot. goal. This like really ambitious goal of carrying this out, and he got you know Ja Rule and all these people and assembled a team Another and actually idiot. went and. I mean, that's. I mean, in hindsight, yes. No, in mean, hindsight, yes. No, because it's kind of like starting a business with if he, no it, foresight. They bro, never. I'm, they I'm never, sure there's plenty of businesses out there, Apple included, that started this with no foresight as to how big it could actually become. Sure, but I feel like that that that's like a good problem almost. But I feel like with the Fire Festival, there was no due diligence done. Like they claimed to have bought Pablo Escobar's yeah. island. Yeah. They then lost that island. Yeah. They then went to another random island. Right. That was like it was definitely very hacky, hacked together shit I mean, for sure. Was, yeah, it was. But dude, up if they carried it out, I'm telling you right now, that guy would have gone down as a fucking legend. Like he would have been a fucking happen. legend. Like, like, do you think Steve Jobs would have been able to carry that out? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't like, look. The thing is, if if Steve Jobs was in that situation, I feel like he wouldn't have done things too differently. Maybe I don't know. Look, I don't know during the time like how much other scamming he was he was doing because clearly we saw after like the whole yeah. festival thing happened that this guy continued to scam people. Yeah. And I don't know, like that that was just kind of mind blowing to a me. Scammer, like, yeah. like yo, like you tried this thing and didn't work out. Like you're seriously gonna go? You're just good at lying. You're like literally like awaiting like your freaking like jail sentence and you're you're doing this. But again, like it's just interesting kind of thinking back to this like reality distortion field that Steve Jobs used to always talk about because that's and it gets me thinking like again if they were to, to carry this out would people think of him differently Obviously. would would Elizabeth Holmes be awaiting trial like you don't know if you were a judge and you had to let one of them go who would you let go let one of them go yeah just let him go just give him a second chance at life probably Billy McFarlane <laughs> why it's just because, I mean, they're like obviously it affected a lot of people, but dude, Theranos like is a life and death situation. Like, if your blood results tell you something and it's incorrect, there are situations where people can die. And just the fact that she like literally changed her voice. I mean, this woman is like a literal just. Uh, just Wait, I don't know about that. What do you mean she changed her voice? Dude, her voice is like not that deep. Oh, in the documentary? No, in the documentary, it's deep. Yeah. But... Wait, did she there, change, she like change her lot voice? Of, there's like a lot of theories that she literally changed her voice to sound more like a man. Oh, like physically changed her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, like I don't physically or like purposely, whatever it worked, but like like that voice is just unreal. Yeah, it's definitely... Just, yeah, she, I would also <laughs> let Billy McFarlane go if I had a choice. Um, she was just... She seemed like... She seemed like she can, like a real evil genius. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Like you know, and look, I don't. I feel like pretty nuts. I feel like, like uh, every part of me wishes that she wasn't evil. Like she actually was, like legit. And maybe she wasn't evil. Maybe she became evil. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. I wonder. I wonder. There was definitely a point where she knew this wasn't working. Right. Exactly. And that is the point. And that's the point. At, that is the point where the reality distortion field can work against you. Right. 
Yes. Which is where that happened. Yes. Like Steve Jobs might have come into the situation where there was a stop and he said, okay, do I do the wrong thing or the right thing and deviate or do I keep on right. doing the wrong thing and scam people? Right, right. He probably did the right thing at one point. I don't know what he did. He clearly did something right. At the end of the day, the worst we've heard about him is how he treated his employees. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's said and done some bad shit, but yeah. no one's life was in danger as right. far as I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like at that point, you got to be a little bit yeah. more smart and like know what you're doing. Sure. At that point, you're making a decision and sure. it... It literally is a matter of, are you a criminal or are you, are you not a criminal? Sure. Well, so. I think we just move on from this, but we would love to hear our listeners' thoughts on this. If you guys haven't watched the documentaries, definitely check it out. It's very it's very educational at the very least. Very. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, I think at one point, the company was worth $10 billion. Yep. She was worth like $4 billion. Yeah, worth less than zero. I was on the cover of Forbes. So, you know, you went from hero to zero. So definitely check that out. Crazy shit. Speaking of some more corruption... Oh, um, our alma mater, you know, both Pat and I, yep. USC graduates, University of Southern California, not the Gamecocks out in South Carolina for those listening out in South Carolina, um, you know, the fake USC, but just, I mean, ever since we graduated, we graduated in 2014. And, and I would say like from people like our peers, I would say yeah. we're two of the most proudest yeah. USC it's, alums. But lately, I have was, not been so was. proud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was. Uh, lately, I have not been so proud. It's been a disaster. Um, man, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. I don't know where to I start. I mean, literally, literally, it's been so, a disaster for years. So Pat and I graduated May 2014, which and that was the high years for USC. Ish. In terms of like, I don't know like about the fact that we were there. There's a lot of shit. Yeah, going we were on there. We, we were there. there too. We were there. That yeah. was the, that was the best part. And then 2015, just medical scandal. 2016, or like, I don't really know where it started, but it started in 2015, 2016. Football team sucks ass. I think we won a Super Bowl in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. So maybe you mean a national? No, you mean a Rose Bowl? What did I say? A Super Bowl. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically. basically our Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> the Rose Bowl. And then it's just downhill from there. Just, you know, USC Medical School dean does cocaine, you know, messing with, you know, girls. And then, you know, a bunch of the, you know, folks in the administration, also sexual harassment charges. Yeah. And then we have, you know, donors giving money illegally through the crew and lacrosse teams mm-hmm. to coaches. You know, I mean, our president getting, you know, essentially forcefully resigning and then dean jim ellis the business school yeah who i mean forgot yeah, about that i mean just <laughs> i mean it's been just is there so many disaster. things where like even that even alone like yeah. i i mean i was yeah. a huge i'm a huge fan of yeah. dean ellis yeah. like, in the middle of all this yeah. usc announces a three percent tuition increase that pr disaster i mean our whole athletic department is just shit garbage i don't where's lynn swan lynn swan He's, are you listening i mean are you listening, basically bitch? last week he was signing autographs for like 300 dollars in the midst of all this stuff i mean like really can you sign a fucking football player maybe? Like, yeah. I don't know, sign something <laughs> that can get us to win. Yeah. I mean, so anyways, it's been really bad. This is a key example and a great, you know, I think story of an institution that worked so hard to get to the level that it did. Mm. And then, boom. Yeah. Few wrong moves and reputation. Yeah. I, I remember, like, towards the end of, like, when we were about to graduate, it was kind of the heyday of this massive you know, um, fundraising campaign mm-hmm. of like raising just originally $6 billion. Yeah, we hit that goal. Seven something. Yeah, we exceeded that goal, raised it to seven. I mean, I don't even know where that's at now because that was Max Nikki's kind of running that thing. Yeah. No, I'm saying the campaign like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about seven and a half billion. Oh, uh, well, it's done. It's the, the campaign's it's done. done. This yeah. campaign's done. Yeah. Um, but it's like this like classic example of like when a organization, institution, whatever it might be. Business even, doesn't matter. so big. That it's just 
purely politics and you, you just yeah. you lose control you lose control and, mm-hmm. and in the case of a university it's 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 funny because it's like you know you would hope it would be more i would say like decentralized but like you just we just didn't know all the shit was that was going on like you know it's funny because they always say like are these companies too big to fail you know i feel like i always hear that about facebook is it too big to fail google is it too big to fail i don't think they're i don't think i don't think they'll fail honestly but something like an institution university i think it's not too big to fail yeah. because it, a lot of it is local at the end of the day. Like, you know, USC is here. It's in Los Angeles. You know, things like Facebook and Google are things that impact the entire world. Like, sure, they could take a hit here and there, but, you know, it, it's just crazy that yeah. the lack of tra- – I think I think the biggest issue here with USC is there – or was and perhaps still is their lack of transparency, uh, the fact that, you know, you can just – pay to get you away through it and i feel like as alums and as right. former students like we always knew that that was a that's thing. always yeah that's always yeah. been but yeah. it was almost more like borderline you know it was it was kind of legal it was like you'll Let's donate be honest. money there were people in some of our classes where it's like how did you get in yeah, and then yeah, i know people sure. that like didn't get accepted and i was for like sure. it doesn't make any sense for sure and they're they donated and they got into the school right. but i think in the case of like Lori laughlin and felicity huffman and all these folks and this was just usc but also these scandals kind of happen yeah. more Stanford, across the country ucla princeton harvard princeton, you know like it happened Yale. but i think usc was more prevalent because we're always the one that has yeah. to lead by example yeah like oh reggie bush did something oh we're done for eight years i mean i and just think that does something they're good and, and like that's the thing it's like we're always in hot water and like yeah. and like we still end up like not being able to keep ourselves like yeah. afloat it's just right. like right and i think the thing is that they went behind like people's backs and like they gave money and they did things that were just so stupid i mean like i just think that this is years in the making man oh, for it sure, just yeah, seems for like sure. everything just happened lately I mean, yeah. but this is this is years you like, know i feel like every year there is a theme to the scandals yeah you know one year it's the you know me too movement and sexual harassment mm-hmm. and things that are by the way like still happening yeah. are gonna happen one year it's college coaches this year it's university scandals like i feel like there's just a theme every year i don't know what organization releases this damn theme yeah. but i feel like there's just a group of people that are like okay this year we're hunting down yeah this yeah and they and go the thing after is it. like i don't even th- i mean yeah usc is definitely a target but at the mm-hmm. end of the day like there's a lot that's also in our control and we just we're not yeah, able and the, to and the public relations has been a disaster the entire public relations team by the way should be fired at usc oh, yeah if you guys are looking to hire pat and posh <laughs> have really good recommendations their names are i think they have a company called pat and posh yeah, yeah. but um, it's so crazy because like i mean growing up and growing up and like uh, up until recently um and i have no doubt that usc will obviously kind of bounce yeah, i mean back i still and, love the university obviously i'm disappointed yeah, yeah i'm disappointed um but it's always had this kind of prestigious you know um reputation yeah elite reputation and um anyone i've met that has gone to usc has just been super classy you know i haven't met anyone personally that like i was like you know that's the reason why they're like this or that i mean yeah like we can be arrogant at times we know it yeah i mean mean, and but we're also like real like i mean like yeah i I never thought i had a segment on a podcast about usc and just like yeah us basically being like yeah what a horrible decision but like yeah i mean you have to call it like it is and it's like Obviously, this doesn't impact. Yeah, there's a lot of great people that went there, still right. go there. I mean, Pat and I worked our ass off to get in. Like we transferred, so mm-hmm. you know, we we didn't get in from high school, and or well, whether we didn't get in or we didn't apply. Yeah, but we 
we worked our way to get there. We're still paying for it. Yeah, um, I get reminded every single <laughs> yeah, month. Every month, you know. <laughs> Thank you, student loans, for reminding us. We can't forget about you, USC. Yeah. Um, but again, like I just, it's just this is just years in the making, and and as as much as it sucks, and as much as a, a disappointment disappointment it is, I'm I'm really happy that all of this stuff is coming out because I think we're right. going to come off come out better on the other end as far for as sure. you know just cleaning house and and we've been talking about cleaning house for a long time. You know, whether it's the yeah. athletic department, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. university as a whole, like yeah. clean fucking house so what man. would you do so uh, so yeah so by the way we got yeah. a new president carol holt yes carol holt um i don't know much about her yeah she came from university of north carolina so you know i wish her the best hopefully she can turn things around yeah but pat if you were so you get a call from rick caruso who's could or could not be part of the you know yeah dirty shit happening he says mr tanahan look you're not the obvious choice but your choice that we like you're somebody that's different. You're somebody that mm-hmm. can really shake things up. <laughs> you know, you may fail because you have a lack of experience, but we will help you get there. What would be your first move if you were appointed yeah. USC president? Well, firstly, I just want to say um, I don't know how much, like, I after all this stuff comes out or has come out, I can't help but wonder how much pull the actual president of the of the president uh, of the university has compared to yeah. the board of, board trustees. of trustees. And, and yeah. uh, you know, all I can hope for is the board of just trustees are like good people and they're doing the right thing or some, trying to do the right some. thing. But you just you know, but if I had pull, yeah. um, hypothetically, uh, I would like you kind of like you said, I would definitely I would fire obviously our PR team, but I would I would definitely make sure that every single person who's in a position of leadership at the university is in the hot seat like i don't give a yeah. fuck who you are yeah. like we're going through interviews man like we're 100%. going like we're, we're grilling each and every single yeah. one of you and if there's any indication of you're not fit for your job you're out like yeah. complete that's what i mean by clean house like nobody is safe yeah i i was talking to another uh university administrator and they told me basically the exact same thing is like first day of my job every every single administrator hands letters of resignation yeah and based on that, sit down with them, have a review. Yep. At that point, you decide whether you keep them or not. That's, I mean, you have to. I you mean, have, you have to. At this it, point. It's almost like you have to be an asshole to show that you have that type of power. Yeah. And let them know that, look, you could have been a fucking 40-year tenor. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're part of this. Like, mm-hmm. you you played a role, whether you did something or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You knew and didn't do anything about it. It's almost yeah. as bad. Also, another thing that I Would you noticed- fire Swan? I mean- Yes. I mean, would you even want to? has got You wouldn't interview him, I assume. You would just. I would just say, everyone submit a letter of resignation. We're going to set up interviews with all of you guys. Lynn Lynn Swan, you're you're free to go. Bring me the letters. Yeah, just bring me the go. You're free to go. And then you're. (laughs) Please, please leave. Um, Yes. And take Clay Helton. I think Lynn Swan has more. What is he doing? Has more than justified his resignation. His non existence. Yeah, yeah. What a fake ass Trojan. I don't know, man. Um, so that's true. Uh, well, yeah. And then um, I was going to say, well, I was going to say something else too. Um, you're talking about the hot seat. You're talking yeah. about no one's safe. Yeah, no one's safe. Reputation. Oh, um, what I noticed was like throughout all this like chaos was um, a lot of people who have donated to the school, like a lot of donors. Yeah. Um, being very vocal about how the school isn't making decisions that that 
they, they, they have no impact on the decisions that the school is making. That they've kind of, the school is just completely like taking things into their own hands right. and just like, and like that baffles me because these are the people that care about the university the most. Like they should have more of a voice and I don't know what kind of system we have now. But should they? See, I think, and look, I also more agree of a voice. With you. I didn't say that they should control everything, right. but they because should. I have... think that that's what got us this this strong alumni network we have, which is awesome. Obviously, I think that's a part of the problem. I think it's the fact that there are these boosters, there are these big donors that have even more of a voice, and as yes. a result, they influence. Yeah, people like the president, right? And the, it's like the president of the United States is the same shit. Mm -hmm. Like you know, interest groups pay you to influence your decisions. Like, I think that's exactly what happens at USC and other universities. Yeah. Is, and perhaps you just put like, I don't want to say put a moratorium on donors, donors mm -hmm, because you don't want mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. But you have to, I think, I think you do show power in the first at least half a year, like first six months. You do things the USC way, the way that you want it to be done. You either as a donor and as a supporter and as an alum, as a friend, come along for the right or you don't. You don't want yeah. to be part, part of a clean organization that doing, is doing things the right way. We don't, you don't belong. Because yeah. because at the end of the day, the shit will rise to the top. It always does. It always has. And with USC, it's like LA Times is like in every fucking corner yeah. of our university just ready for the next scandal. So Yeah, I guess what my what I was trying to get at was like some somehow making it more of an open forum as far as like having their voices heard, whether it was people who donated, but I was, I was kind of like, I was leading to talking about like even the students of the university and like the alumni. Right. And, and I stuff. think that's what they want. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, I mean, but at the end of the day, it comes down to like a matter of trust. Like, are we putting the right people in their position to be able to take this yeah. university and carry us out of this bullshit? You know? I, yeah. So hopefully I, I just, it changes. I don't know, man, but yeah. Cause as an alum, it's like disappointing because, Again, we know a lot of people. Of course, of it's disappointing. We, we, we spent so much money on that degree. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, yeah. the degree means, obviously, sure. what it means. But it's more so our effort. It, and I think those I that just think that I don't think that there's a university out there that has as many, as much of a proud, you know, alumni yeah. and student base. That just isn't. Doesn't even come close. Like, USC, I would say, is, like, the yeah, proudest. Probably. And it just... To our detriment. It, it just sometimes. hurts because, like... We've built that for so many years, yeah. and now it's becoming a thing where people are like ashamed, even. And to you have know, gone I, th there. I think it's almost like a good change, right? It's kind of like the, it's like the storm. It's definitely humbled it's like us. Like the storm before the calm. Yeah. I don't know if that's like an actual thing, but like, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> more so like you know the fact that we've had to push diversity mm -hmm. and you know issues like mental health yes. and equality and income inequality and. I think a lot of these social issues are now big impacts right. on universities, right? And, and as they should be. Before, you know, schools like USC were run by mostly conservative, elite, yeah. white, you know, wasps, essentially. And nothing, I have nothing against them either. Mm -hmm. But what happens is I think there was this sort of culture shock. 100%. Both in racial culture, religious culture, Across female, male, like just culture in general. Yeah. And I think that definitely caused the problems that we're seeing right now. So I think that this had to happen for us to move yeah, forward. We we built a ship so big yeah. where we didn't realize all the little holes right. that the water could right. kind of just come through. And we're right now we're uh I mean we're not completely sinking, but no, we're like a no. you know, there's 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 water in the right. base, you know, there's you know it's, and this I mean kind of we gotta poke that up. And tying back to like, you know, the founders and the businesses that we kind of sit down with, this happens all the time. Like maybe not at this massive scale, but there's times that you make decisions that re lead to things that you n you did not want or the public views in a certain way and you have to bounce back. Yeah. And I think that, you know, having the power of a university and a student base and an alumni base like USC, 
I think we will bounce back. And I think, but but it is a good testament to those that are in business that there could be decisions you make right now that might impact you ten years down the line, and you had no fucking idea that they would impact you. Yeah. So you just kind of have to deal with it and move on and hope hope for the best in a way. But I think I, I mean I'm I'm optimistic that we will for sure. Um, but let's move on to some. We'll see. Great oh my news. god, we've been talking been, just about. Yeah, I've been shaking like the whole time, just like yeah. I, 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 yeah. I just wanted to say this. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I don't not even say it, but all right. So it was this it. was March thirtieth or 29th. What whatever was it Friday. Yeah, it was a fr- it was last Friday, um, and Pat and I got an email, random email, and it was from a person. At Spotify. Yeah. And we get all these like spam emails from Spotify and Simplecast and Breaker and like all these podcast companies on a daily basis. So we didn't think much of it. And, you know, Spotify has been in the news lately for acquiring, I think, like three different podcasting platforms. Yes. So, and even like today I was on my Apple store app and it said Spotify music and podcast. So like you could tell that they're really moving into podcasts. So... Anyways, this girl's name was Jenny, and Jenny told us to give her a call. So we gave Jenny a call, and the first thing she says is, Pat and Posh, you guys have done an amazing job with the Founder Hour, and we would like to buy you out. Like, first sentence. And we're like, okay, it's not April Fool's yet, so they're not fucking with us. Yeah. So, and we're like... She just goes on to talk about pretty much... They want to buy us out. They want to make it a full featured show on Spotify, owned yep. by Spotify. Yep. And at that point, we're just at a loss for words. We just I mean, don't know what I mean, to say. Yeah, because we're like, uh, it's like Friday. I'm trying to go home, but we're now on this call. We don't even know if it's real or not, but like, we're now talking to somebody. And we're, as we're talking, she's like, you know, we've been listening for a while. We obviously have our podcast analytics on our back end, so we can see the viewers and all the listeners and where they're listening. 90 plus countries like that's something that we want to invest in and i think we, you guys are just doing a fantastic job and we'll give you the resources to grow this but also we want to just bring on the talent that we also have in terms of founders that you know we know through spotify and also kind of expanding into the music space and interviewing with uh musicians and so i mean it's a pretty big decision for me and pat so we weren't able to decide on the spot and so we asked jenny to if we can give her a call back on the following week mm-hmm. and so we did uh this was last monday now that we've recorded this is coming out monday so last monday we gave her a call and do you want to tell them what we said Pat? we said no we said no i'm kidding we said yes <laughs> <laughs> got him we're officially on spotify folks the founder hour on spotify big huge <laughs> All right, no, that was that was another episode of uh, wishful thinking. We didn't actually. We get actually bought got by bought out by Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. No, we didn't get bought out by anybody. That would be funny though if we did. It'd be really funny. It would be funny, or it would be great. It would be great pity. <laughs> Alrighty, so kind of wrapping this thing up. I know a lot of our folks are really interested in technology, finance, startups. And it's going to be a super busy year in terms of tech companies that are going to go public. So far, Lyft went public a couple weeks ago. And then now we have Spotify. We have Slack, Pinterest, 
Uber, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. List goes on and on. So it's going to be a big, big year. Um, I'm not a finance guy. I know Pat's not a finance guy either, but we've been following these companies for many years now. Uh, we've been, you know, just on Twitter, we follow. Yeah. Like this and one thing, one thing that we, I mean, you don't have to be a finance guy yeah. to know that if a company is not making money, <laughs> they're not making profit, mm-hmm. how do you assess that company? <laughs> I call it not a business. That's see, that's another thing I'm, I'm, I'm I wonder, you yeah. know, yeah. it's, uh, if they weren't a business, right? They like they wouldn't would they be? be getting all like they wouldn't obviously be getting all this venture capital, right? They wouldn't be getting um, these high valuations. Right. They wouldn't be essentially going public for these high stock prices. Like uh, what do you what do you call it? Uh, IPOs. The IPO price. Yeah. Um, there must always be something there and it's, well, a path, it's the path to profitability that's it's either that or like you know obviously they are they revolutionize the space yes you know there's no doubt about that and spe- specifically with the Lyft and Ubers yeah. of the world you know Airbnb obviously did something that hadn't been done Slack is a very interesting platform yeah Pinterest I don't really know what the hell they're doing um, and then I think it, another one that I forgot Uber Spotify. Airbnb yeah um I think at the end of the day, in most of these cases, most of these companies' cases, they can be profitable if they want to be. They I think are Airbnb just is. investing heavily on the expansion and growth and infrastructure and all this stuff, and they're subsidizing it through venture capital. So yeah. they're just kind of pushing the profitability out a little bit, mm-hmm. which I think is fine as long as the path is clear and you're not kind of stuck in the shithole. Yeah. And and I think that's what he, you know investors always are always scared about when it comes to right. tech stocks is like, well, you know. Like Lyft is not a profitable company. I don't. No. I don't know if Uber and Airbnb no. are. Uber isn't. Airbnb is. Is now okay. Yeah, Slack. I'm not sure. Yeah, Slack's raised a significant amount of funding. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, a lot of people don't even know what Slack is. By the way, um, communication like I'm, tool. Yeah, for, you know, a lot of workplaces tool. use it. Yeah. Um, but again, like there's a lot of these companies that people are still not using. Yeah. I mean, besides Lyft and Uber, but I think like there's that, a lot of room for. Yeah. yeah, I think the most interesting thing was that so Lyft IPO'd um, an IPO stands for initial public offering. Um, they made their shares essentially available to the public mm-hmm. um, a week and a half or so ago. I can't remember the exact date on that. Uh, the stock price opened at seventy dollars. It was supposed to be day. like sixty, I think. In yeah. the so, last minute. So one interesting thing that appara- that I was kind of reading about um, was that before a st- before a company IPOs, the CEO and CFO of the company basically do this like american tour mm-hmm. right like they literally go around the states and they start giving not giving away but they essentially sell stock at a preferred price to private investors private investors yeah. but what happens or what happened with lyft was on like their second day of this tour they had already exceeded what they what the stock price was going to be at so they knew that it was going to open up higher so those that mm. invested even before it ipo'd still made money on it right which was obviously amazing for early stage investors that had given five, ten thousand dollars. They probably became ten or hundred million. There's so many of them with Lyft. so many of them, and we so, know even a couple. Of yeah, Lyft, of them. Uber, yeah. all of these like people that yeah. are in the scene like invested really early on. So yeah. that was an interesting process that I hadn't really, I didn't know didn't about know, it. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty cool. So they were so they were set to open up at seventy. They opened up at seventy two, I believe. And then that day went up to 78. So they became a $20 billion company by the end of the day. Since then, I don't know right now because we're a week since. Yeah, definitely dipped. A few days since then. Yeah. It probably has dipped or, you know, it's kind of balanced out a little bit. And, I'm, and I think it will continue to dip. But I think the really cool thing is 
that this was almost like a power play by Lyft. Yeah. Because they were able to beat Uber to IPOing. And it's only right. I mean, they they were they started first, before. Yeah. yeah. Uber but too. Uber is the leader. I mean, like Uber's Uber the is Kleenex to like napkins yeah, exactly. or tissues. Yeah. Right. So as soon as Uber IPOs, they're probably gonna have a crazy day and they're eventually sure. gonna balance out. Sure. But again, like companies like Lyft, it doesn't just because they're public doesn't mean no. that they can't be bought out. Right. And and that doesn't mean that they can't. I mean, be a player in the market. Uh, you well, know, they're U.S. based. At, at the end of the day, we have or something North called America. antitrust laws, and we have monopoly sure. laws sure. against mono- monopolies. And at the end of the day, I don't think Uber wants Lyft to go out of business. No, you know, Uber wants Lyft to be in business, and right. they want them to be. Well, it's kind of like that. Apple and Samsung in yeah. the in the smartphone industry. Right. Um. You want you want that other business to be operating you just don't want them to be better right. than you right no but i think yeah like you said plus uber operates internationally yeah there's a lot of ground to cover in the world and i think we can all agree yeah. with that and yeah so and, i think and, that both i mean i use both yeah but i think they're, i think they both um if anything are also you know they want that competition yeah. it's good competition yeah you know um and if anything like there might be a second mover advantage here for uber to going public after Lyft. well for sure because now they're going to be testing the market they're going to see who's doing exactly. it plus now that they're public they know who the investors are exactly um so or they know who the bigger investors are yeah but i'm curious so i mean i'll answer this quickly too but i wanted to ask you um from the six or seven companies the tech companies that are ipoing this year if you were to invest your own money to buy stock which of those companies or which one of those companies would you buy stock in? And the list is Airbnb, Lyft, Uber, Spotify, Slack, or Pinterest. Not Pinterest. <laughs> um, you don't. You don't. I love you don't Spotify. Like to pin things. No. Um, that's just me. Um, I would say Spotify. And not because I think that they're going to be the most, the biggest company mm-hmm. out of all of those. Uh, I just, that's just for like more like I would want to be involved. But, yeah. uh, but on a, like from a business perspective, yeah. um, even though I, I think Spotify is definitely undervalued as far as the company mm-hmm. goes, I think that there's a lot of room for them to right. grow and exceed and beat out the competition. Uh, probably. Uber. I was saying the same thing. Like you said, man, it's a it's a household name. It is a household name. That's all that matters. I mean, they they are the next Coca Cola. They are the next yeah. McDonald's. But for that reason, I think they'll open up at a higher stock price. I think that they'll sure. they'll always. I think that. Well, I think for they the have foreseeable to. future, they have that they'll be trading at a higher price per share than Lyft. It, it, it will be long term like it, it will it be the next apple like you know a lot of people are like oh yeah my dad bought apple at a few dollars and now like i have like millions of dollars saved up will it be the next that i don't know i doubt it you know like yeah. pe- at the time like apple wasn't very known. at the end of the day apple big. apple big difference here Fair apple big. has how much half a trillion dollars in cash i don't know man. So uber is not profitable very true. big difference here true yeah so but i think long term uber will be the best bet from these companies pinterest will probably go out of business <laughs> i just wonder when it comes to ride sharing yeah what is that profit profitability going to look like are they, they going to be like exceedingly like profitable well, or let me there's a lot they, of they there's a lot be. of they can be right so like 
I think what happens is by going public, you are verifying. It's like almost like you're re-verifying your concept, like, like validating, validating it. Kind of it almost, sorry, yeah. Yeah, like if it's validating, not verifying, yeah. um, and that it's actually like useful. It's working. But I think beyond that, I think what Uber has in their favor is something that we discussed with one of our guests that hasn't come out yet, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, but about the food delivery aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact that there are companies now starting that yeah. will only have facilities that are for apps like Uber Eats and Postmates and whatnot yeah. to come and pick up their food. I think that is where they're going to make money. And also second – they're going to increase their prices once they validate yeah. the market because once you're already a user of this and like a lot of people I know a lot of people even at my own company now that have for have foregone uh I think that's the right way to say it but they don't longer have cars and they're not paying insurance and they're just taking Uber everywhere in cities like LA that works right but, right and yeah. that's where Eventually. there's a lot of density so also I forgot I think Postmates is sorry DoorDash is also going public this year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So that's also another one that's going to be again classic example of trying to beat everyone to the to the market. Right, right. I think Postmates um, right after that. I wonder. Is I just wonder what the strategic value of that I is. I think my cynical side tells me that there is something that happened this year that all these companies are just back to back to back to back. Oh no, I'm, I just meant like companies like DoorDash going public. Like, I don't know. But but I guess what you're trying to say is <laughs> They have like, to liquidate. Especially like Uber and Lyft, they're in the transportation market and there's still so much ground to cover in the transport tra- right. transportation right. space. Like right. we're, we're just working on cars and scooters right now. We yeah. haven't really gone to like planes and, and trains and uh, like these like Hyperloop style things. Right. Like there's right. a lot. And of, people are always going to be doing things like that. I mean like Pinterest, again- I don't know, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people use it. It's probably going to do well for a little bit. It's probably going to trade around 12, 15 bucks. That would be my guess. And I would not buy it. But, you know, again, things like Slack, even it's a great platform. I don't know, man. I just don't know if they can do something like that for long term. Slack, I would say, is in a much better position than Pinterest, though, because yeah, you can't really think of yeah. too many competitors to Slack. I mean, no. Slack is like the. If, you're, if you are if you have a company, if you have a team more than three, three, four, five people right now, you're like you're not using it. Slack. Like get on it because it's yeah. the coolest. But again, like Gmail or Google could come up with that. They right. could buy them. True. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they de- they definitely have that. Yeah. But if Pinterest isn't doing well in the stock market, like yeah. I don't know who's gonna buy them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. what else do you have to show for yourself? Not true. You know. So, but yeah, I think in the ride sharing space, uh, I think both Uber and Lyft do pretty well and operate, you know, in tandem with each other. And maybe eventually one of them gets bought out. I don't know. But definitely, when I think of industries and when i think of antitrust and all that stuff Mm -hmm. like there's plenty of room for both of them in the food delivery space uh you know i think that it it consolidates these companies will buy them all out essentially i mean uber already has its own uh i think doordash gets bought out i think grubhub gets bought out and they kind of just all consolidate um it just makes sense yeah uh there's no reason why we have to have seven different fucking food delivery companies uh airbnb I love Airbnb. Airbnb is a so good concept. I, I think, think they're going to do moving to the hotel space too. So they'll be around for a while. I mean, definitely another. I mean, if you really look at it, they do have competitors, but really, do, do they have competitors? I don't think on so. A branding, level. not on what they're not not the way they're doing it. Again, a lot of this stuff comes down to name recognition and just for sure. again being a household name. Airbnb is like, a household name. Think about it. A lot of these companies that are very well traded: Amazon, Google, Facebook, Coca Cola, Pepsi, GE, like. 
GM, they've been around for a fucking century and everyone yeah. knows what they are. Yeah. And I think these are the companies that are going to be those companies yeah. of the next hundred years. Eventually, yeah. So you know? long term, I think as a non-investor or non-finance person, yeah, I think that these eventually most of those like Uber, Airbnb will be good long-term bets. Short term, I wouldn't bet on making money yeah on those companies. i'm sure most of these most of these investors are super long especially the people right. that i mean again we know some of them personally but invested yeah. in lyft like five six five years they're ago gonna cash the fuck out i mean they already have, i say no, no i sure, say but... they're literally just gonna take their money and they're gonna <laughs> i think that's why the stock price is going down is a lot of these people have become like nothing. multi-millionaires pump and dump yeah i mean Classic i would, I would honestly dump. probably do the same thing yeah i mean if i put in the five thousand dollars see the thing that's million. the thing that's crazy and we've talked about this too is how many people we know not even personally, but just yeah. know in general that yeah. invested in both Uber and Lyft right. early on. Right. So many of them. So all these people, if they're preferred, you know, if they have, yeah, preferred, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the terms were, but like, if there, th- there's a lot of people that could affect the stock price as opposed to a company like, I don't know, Disney going public back in the day right. or Apple that didn't maybe have right. as many small kind of shareholders. Right. Like, I wonder how that works too. Yeah, and you know, honestly, the one lessons I, the one lesson I kind of got from this the past like. I was just kind of thinking about it the past few days. Like, a lot of these people that invested didn't know that this day was going to come. They might have been optimistic about it, right? The goal was either this or sell. Or that it might have failed, or, right? Well, the goal. <laughs> right, right. The but goal, the possibilities, right. But the possibility yes, is yes, that it yeah. most likely was going to fail. And I'm sure these investors invested in a ton of other companies. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I kind of gained from this is like, even if you're just starting off, you're a young professional or you're in your early 30s or late 20s or mid 30s, whatever you are, and you have friends that are trying to start businesses give a hundred dollars, give $200, you know, like be involved, you know, give your time, give your resources, give your expertise. Don't expect anything in return, but Hey, if they ever IPO and become a $28 billion company overnight, you sure as hell are going to become a multimillionaire. You're going to, and you're going to be fucking killing yourself if you didn't give them that few hundred dollars. And on the flip side, founders, if, if your friends are willing to give you a hundred dollars, you better, you better take care of them once you go public. (laughs) Otherwise you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) As long as you don't do anything illegal and the SEC and the F, whatever the fuck they're called comes after you, the government comes after you. Um, but anyways, it's been a fun episode. Oh yeah, this I missed great. doing after hours. I think it was a pretty informative one. Yeah, longer than we we were hoping for, but <laughs> man, I, this is fun. Yeah, and again, if you guys have any topics, I think our April Fool's joke, by the way, was fantastic. Thank you guys so much for the DMs and messages between Pat and I. I think we got over three hundred DMs and LinkedIn messages yeah. and Facebook messages and Twitter messages and. Oh my God, it was great. Text messages, calls. I, I've never gotten that many yeah. DMs in my life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, little yeah. did I know, all, I, all we needed was fucking Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, thank you Not so even to much. be on the podcast, but yeah. like just a photo of him on yeah, our yeah. Instagram and that's it. I mean, it. If, we, if, <laughs> if we were single dudes, I mean, yeah. yesterday was a sliding day. It was great. <laughs> um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for continuing to follow us, support us. I think, I think the words of appreciation always, um, they, they're always helpful and they're always uh, motivating to us. You know, we do this because we love it, but we also love it even more when folks like you reach out to us and message us and people that we don't even know that hit us up and say, guys, like you guys are killing it. And the fact that they believed that Kanye West could be on this was a true testament to where we've come for over almost a year and a half now that people thought that we could actually do that. Yeah, and, truth and I'm hopeful. Is, we'll get them we on. Can. And trust me, we have some big fucking names that are coming up and you guys are not, it's going to be a real Thing. It's not going to be no any April Fool's jokes. Some of the guests that we have coming up are going to be bigger than Kanye West. So just wait. Kanye West, that was a challenge. You are not the biggest out there. <laughs> but if you're hearing us and you want to come on, we'll consider it. I'm Jack slash Posh. I'm Pat. See you next time. Peace out. <laughs>